Walt Disney's Peter Pan from the motion picture Peter Pan based on the story by Sir James M. Berry and read by Mommy to Mommy. Mommy to Mommy? Or Mommy to Philip? Mommy and Daddy. Mommy and Daddy. Oh, we're playing imagination. Okay. <clears throat> in a quiet street in London lived the Darling family. There were father and mother Darling, Wendy, Michael, and John, as well as the children's nursemaid, Nana, a St. Bernard. At bedtime in the nursery, Wendy always told wonderful stories about Peter Pan and Neverland, a magical place where mermaids and fairies and wicked pirates too. John and Michael liked best of all to play pirate. They had some fine slashing duels between Peter Pan and his arch enemy the pirate captain, Hook. Father Darling did not like this kind of play. He blamed it on Wendy's childish stories of Peter Pan. It's time for Wendy to grow up, decided Father Darling. This is your last night in the nursery, Wendy girl. All of the children were much upset at that. Without Wendy, there would be no more stories of Peter Pan. But that evening, who should come to the nursery but Peter Pan and a fairy named Tinkerbell? It seemed Peter had been out looking for his lost shadow. When he overheard that Wendy was to be moved from the nursery, he hit upon a plan. I'll take you to Neverland with me to tell stories to the lost boys, he decided, as Wendy sewed his shadow back on. Wendy thought it was such a lovely idea if Michael and John could go too. So Peter Pan taught them all to fly with happy thoughts and faith and trust and a sprinkling of Tinkerbell's pixie dust. Then out of the nursery window they sailed, heading for Neverland, while Nana barked frantically below. Back in Neverland, Captain Hook was grumbling about Peter Pan. You see, once in a fair fight long ago, Peter Pan had cut off one of the pirate captain's hands so that he had to wear a hook instead. Then, Pan threw the hand to a crocodile who enjoyed the taste of hooks so much that he had been lurking around ever since, hoping to nibble at the rest of him. Fortunately for the pirate, the crocodile had also swallowed a clock. He went tick-tock, tick-tock when he came near, which gave a warning to Captain Hook. Now, as Captain Hook grumbled about his young enemy, there was a call from the crow's nest. Peter Pan, What? Where? shouted Hook, twirling his spyglass around in the sky. And then he spied Peter and the children pausing for a rest on a cloud. 
Swallow me eyes, it is, Pan! Hook gloated. Pipe up the crew! Man the guns! We'll get him this time at last! Oh, Peter, it's just as I've dreamed it would be. Mermaid Lagoon and all, Wendy said, as a cannonball ripped through the clouds beneath their feet. Look out! cried Pan. Tinkerbell, take Wendy and the boys to the island. I'll stay here and draw Hook's fire. Away flew Tinkerbell as fast as she could go. In her naughty little heart, she hoped the children would fall behind and be lost. She was especially jealous of the Wendy girl who seemed to have won Peter Pan's heart. Straight through the Neverland jungle, Tink flew down into a clearing beside Hangman's tree. She landed on a toadstool, bounced to a shiny leaf, and pop! A secret door opened for her in the knot of the old hollow tree. Zip! Down a slippery tunnel, Tink slid. She landed at the bottom in an underground room, the secret house of Peter Pan. She tinkled, trying to awaken the sleeping lost boys. At last, rather grumpily, they woke up and stretched as they listened to Tinkerbell. What? Pan wants us to shoot down a terrible Wendy bird? Lead us to it! They shouted, and out they hurried. When Wendy, Michael, and John appeared, flying wearily, The lost boys tried to pelt them with stones and sticks, especially the Wendy bird. Down tumbled Wendy, all her happy thoughts destroyed, and without them, no one can fly. Hooray! We got the Wendy bird! The lost boys shouted. But then Peter Pan arrived. How angry he was when he discovered that the lost boys had tried to shoot down Wendy, even though he had caught her before she could be hurt. I brought her to be a mother to us all and to tell us stories, he said. Come on, Wendy, I'll show you the mermaids. Boys, take Michael and John and hunt some Indians. So Peter and Wendy flew away and the boys marched off through the forest, planning to capture some Indians. There were wild animals all around, but the boys never thought to be afraid, and not a creature harmed them as they went through the thick woods. First, we'll surround the Indians, John decided. Then we'll take them by surprise. John's plan worked splendidly, but it was the Indians who used it. Disguised as moving trees, they quietly surrounded the boys and took them by surprise. Soon, bound with ropes, a row of boys marched away, led by the Indians, to their village on the cliff. Don't worry, the Indians are our friends, the lost boys said, but the chief looked stern. Meanwhile, on the other side of the island, Wendy and Peter were visiting the mermaids in their peaceful mermaid lagoon. As they were chatting together, Peter suddenly said, Hush! A boat 
from the pirate ship was going by. In it were Wicked Captain Hook and Smee, the pirate cook. And at the stern, all bound with ropes, sat Princess Tiger Lily, daughter of the Indian chief. We'll make her talk, sneered Captain Hook. She'll tell us where Pan lives, or we'll leave her to the slippery skull rock where the tide will wash her over. But proud and loyal Tiger Lily would not say a single word. Peter Pan and Wendy flew to Skull Rock. Peter, by imitating Hook's voice, tried to trick Smee into setting Tiger Lily free. That almost worked. But Hook discovered the trick and came after Peter with his sword. Then, what a thrilling duel they had all over the rocky cave where Princess Tiger Lily sat with her tied up to her chin. Peter won the duel and rescued Tiger Lily just in the nick of time. Then away he flew to the Indian village to see the princess safely home. And Wendy went along behind. Now, when Peter and Wendy brought Tiger Lily home, the chief set the captives free. And then what a wonderful feast they had. All the boys did Indian dances and learned wild Indian chants, and Peter Pan was made a chief. Only Wendy had no fun at all, for she had to help the squaws carry firewood. I've had enough of Neverland, she thought grumpily. I'm ready to go home right now. Meanwhile, the Indian celebration was at its height. Smee, the captain, Smee, the pirate captain, captured Tinkerbell and took her back to the pirate ship. He presented Tink to Captain Hook. Ah, Miss Bell, said Hook sympathetically. I've heard how badly Peter Pan has treated you since that scheming girl, Wendy, came. How nice it would be if we could kidnap her and take her off the sea to sea to scrub the decks and cook for my pirate crew. Tink tinkled happily at that thought. But alas, sighed Hook, we don't know where Pan's house is, so we cannot get rid of Wendy for you. Tink thought this over. You won't hurt Peter? she asked in solemn, tinkling tones. Of course not, promised Hook. Then she marched to the map of Neverland and traced a path to Peter's hidden house. Thank you, my dear, said wicked Captain Hook and locked her up in a lantern cage and went off to capture Peter Pan. That night, when Wendy tucked the children into their beds in the underground house, she talked to them about home and mother. Soon, they were all homesick, for they wanted to leave at once for home. Wendy invited all the lost boys to come and live with the Darling family. Only Peter refused to go. He simply looked the other way as Wendy and the boys told him goodbye and climbed the tunnel to Hangman's Tree. Up in the woods, near Hangman's Tree, waited Hook and his pirate band. As each boy came out, a hand was clapped over his mouth, 
and he was quickly tied up with ropes. Last of all came Wendy. Zip, zip. She was bound up too, and the crew marched off with their load of children back to the pirate ship. Blast it, muttered Hook. We still don't have Pan. So he and Smee left a wicked bomb wrapped as a gift from Wendy for poor Peter to find. Very soon, they hoped, Peter would open it and blow himself straight out of Neverland. On the pirate ship, Captain Hook demanded that Wendy and the boys become pirates. Never, Wendy cried. Then you shall be the first to walk the plank, my dear, said Hook. In the excitement, no one noticed that Tinkerbell escaped and flew off. Wendy said goodbye, bravely walked out on the long, narrow plank, and disappeared. Everyone listened, waiting for a splash, but none came. Then they heard a familiar sound. It was Pan! Warned by Tinkerbell, he had arrived just in time to scoop up Wendy in midair and fly her to safety. This time you've gone too far, Hook, Peter cried. He swooped down from the rigging, all set for a duel, and what a duel it was. While they fought, Tinkerbell slashed the ropes that bound the boys, and they beat the pirates into jumping overboard and rowing away in their boat. Then Peter knocked Hook's sword overboard, and Hook jumped too. When the children last saw the wicked pirate Hook, he was swimming for the boat and the crocodile tick-tocking hungrily behind him. Peter Pan took control of the pirate ship. Heave those halyards! Up with the jib! We're sailing to London! He cried. Oh, Michael! John! Cried Wendy. We're going home! And sure enough, with happy thoughts and faith and trust and a liberal sprinkling of pixie dust. Away flew that pirate ship through the skies till the gangplank was run out to the darling's nursery windowsill. But now that they had arrived, the lost boys did not want to stay. We sort of decided to stick with Pan, they said. So Wendy, John, and Michael waved goodbye as Peter Pan's ship sailed off through the sky, taking the Lost Boys home to Neverland, where they still live today. The end.